everyone and welcome back to the Young Fun Single Mums podcast with myself Vanessa and my co-host Morbelly. Hey everyone. So today guys we're recording from Morbelly's house and for weeks she's been saying to me I don't have a kitchen, I don't have a kitchen, don't ask me nothing, I don't have a kitchen. I've turned up and she really has no kitchen. <laughs> like, I just assumed when she was saying it, she meant that it's not finished. Um, but, you know, everything's been fitted or like there is nothing. But a washing machine. And a fridge. Is the fridge on? The fridge is on. Yeah. So, um. But remember, I had to rewire my whole house. That's why yeah. part of the kitchen was wrong. So we're recording on the floor in her office. Yeah. But the heating's on, so that's good. My heating's always on. Okay, good. Because I know we spoke about bills increase, but God forbid I die over £600. So. Mm. Well, amen to that, because mm. some people might. <laughs> that's not even funny. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm being serious. Um, But, on a lighter note, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Um, Hope your week's been good. Um, Morbidly. What's been your um highlights of this week? Um, I'm just come back to me. You go first. Okay. Um, my highlight of the week. It's hard actually. I haven't thought about one. Um, let me think. Let me think. So, had physio today. Um, for my broken left leg. Was well, not literally broken. I tore my Achilles twice last year. Blah blah blah. Um, and yeah um recovery is well and truly on track so that's always good um and another highlight god bless my good good friend or our good good friend who lent me her car <laughs> to run around <laughs> because honestly i've got so much done oh, i've got a new sofa so i was able to go to ikea and get too. some extra bits uh, <laughs> oh yeah morbidly took my old sofa <laughs> um and so yeah so that's another highlight of my week that i've been able to feel like myself again um just been able to run around drive around get things sorted so go on your turn i'm still struggling but my highlight of the week is i went to the office on wednesday and had free lunch so that was good and it was actually really nice i had teriyaki 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 chicken and rice um, and lots of free drinks because at my workplace there's like beer on tap and loads mm. of drinks in the fridge. That was nice. Um, I really think that's about it, to be honest with you. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I feel I don't think of anything. Nothing stands out. That's all right. Wait, hold on. Oh, I think my son called me. I think it was this week. Everything's like burned into one. But he called me and was just like, oh, just wanted to let you know they did the first orders and I was like first in this, second in this, third in this. Um, so he's doing really well at school. Good. Which is good. And then he's got a performance on Friday. So, yeah, it's all good. You mean you went to his performance on Friday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to his performance on Friday. Um, so it was nice. Cool. All right, so what are we doing today? What we're talking about? Mental health and wellness, right? Yeah, and physical health. Yeah, health, basically. Yeah. Physical, mental, maybe spiritual. Depends on where we go with it. Yeah. Mm. And we thought this was a good topic because last, it was last week, wasn't it? It was Cancer Awareness. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it week fourth or day? Cancer Awareness Day. Yeah. On the 4th of Feb. 
um and it was like a, a, i can't remember the name of it i always forget mind um it's like a mental health day let me tell you exactly give me one sec yeah well either way we we came across that and it got us to thinking and there's been some things that have happened in um the private lives of some of the people we know which are really tough and it got us just to thinking about um time to talk wait what that's what it's called time to oh talk. the mental health day and getting people to talk on getting people to talk about mental health by doing so um may help change lives and what date was that on fourth so the same day as world cancer day okay yeah so two really important topics um and it just got us to thinking about do we prioritize our health um, because ultimately it's the most important thing to make sure that we are the best parents we can be right mm. um and the last couple of years i've had some health issues um and if i'm honest i one of them i only really paid attention to because i was at home off sick but oh yeah you have yeah and i think we're just always on the go like mm. you're children are always your priority if you work then you're always just you know focusing on that um and so going to the doctors for regular checkups or even going to the doctors when you feel funny it's almost just like i'll do that later yeah, yeah um but actually we can't we need to start prioritizing um getting ourselves checked paying attention to the signs within our body mm-hmm. um because you always know when there's something up mm-hmm. um but you just feel like everything else is more important and going to the doctors can wait Mm. um so yeah that's why we're going to talk about that today um we're going to touch a bit on um health insurance yeah um yeah and um a little bit on sexual health because you've got valentine's day coming up um that might be a whole segment in itself it might be but we'll just touch on it small small touch um (laughs) yeah we'll touch on it small small so do you want to start no i'd I'd actually let you start because i feel like um this topic is you've i don't want to say you've had more health scares than i have i mean you was at a e today okay (laughs) 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 i was at a e today guys um but i'm absolutely fine ish so i basically waited for two hours and I managed to get through to my private GP, my auntie. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she basically told me the information I got, I misinterpreted it. So I didn't need to be in A&E. So basically just go home, take two paracetamols. Oh my God, I didn't clock. That's what you actually meant on the phone. Yeah, because she was saying to me, remember that the, the physio said, if you feel this or feel that, go to the A&E. Yeah. But then she was just like, are you having like struggle, struggles holding your wee or passing urine? I was like, no. She's like, basically, do you have the, the like, are you pooing yourself? You got diarrhea? And I was like, no. She's like, all right, you're fine. Go home. Because what he meant is, if there's a slip disc in your back, yeah, it's pressing on things, and that's why you're feeling that way in your back. But she was saying what you felt was probably like a, like a side effect of when he made you do all the stretches. So just a muscle tingle. Yeah, I was had tingling in my back. That's what I said. and i had like a shooting pain in my back and down my arm Mm. so she was like literally you've got physio on monday so just go to physio and see what they say but you don't need to be in any pick your bag and go so you was just tired 
No. Probably. And your body was just like, you're tired, we just need to rest. No, because I had a full night's sleep last night. No, but just in general, there's a lot mm. going on, maybe you're just tired. Yeah, I'm tired. That's but, sad. I mean, what I was trying to get at is, today, you were like, I've got this pain, I've got this pain, but I've got work. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. No, but the thing is, with that one, what I, what actually scared me was, what if I'm paralysed, because I've got this tingling thing, I need to go get it checked out. I'm not even joking. No, I hear you, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> no, I've had wild thoughts in, in my head. No, do you know what? Do you remember when I thought I had COVID? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, all I had was a dry throat in the middle of the night. <laughs> I kid you not, guys. I was lying in bed thinking, oh my God, what if my daughter wakes up and finds me dead in the bed tomorrow morning? I rolled over, sipped water from a bottle that was on my side table, and I felt fine. <laughs> like, but the anxiety within my head yeah. when I thought this, um, it was real. Like, I genuinely thought to myself, if she wakes up and I'm dead, like, what does she do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is quite morbid, but I do have those thoughts sometimes because we live alone, like mm. just like me and her. And I do think to myself, God forbid, like she wakes up or she comes home from school and I'm just like passed out on the floor. Yeah, but you have to like train them to do that kind of I stuff. I know. Which you did, to be fair. You, from early on, that was Well, great. yeah, I've, I've taught her who to call in what order. Mm. Um, 100%. Because you, you probably would, they probably would panic and be like, I'm calling my nan yeah, or like, my sister, foreign. but actually call nine nine nine, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just call nine nine nine, and then from there you start calling the family members, yeah. the friends that are close by, etc. Um, mm. so we did have that conversation really early on when I first moved out. Um, but it still scares me every single day. I might need to give Josiah that talk again because all he does is grandma's up the road. He'd probably run out the house and run up the hill. Yeah. And you'd literally be dying on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, um, no, I have said to him, like, if something happens, the first person you go to is go across the road and go to the Ghanaian family across the road first. Okay. And then you can call grandma and everything. But they're immediate, right? Okay. I mean, really? Yeah, go across the road. Knock on the man's door next door. Oh, okay, for help. Okay. Yeah, for help. Like, okay. if anything's happened, go yeah. to that man across the road and then but go But before calling 999? I haven't spoken about 999. Okay. We've not had those morbid thoughts. I yeah. just thought it was just like, if anything ever happens, like, you can go to number one, but I don't really want them up in my business. Mm. So I go to, like, the Ghanaian family across the road. But I now can tell him, go to number five, because I'm friends with them now. Okay. Let's say that's all I'm going to read. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. told me that you're there. You bumped into some people. Um... So, anyway, anyway. so yeah so that was what i was trying to get i was like go to the hospital today because actually nothing is more important than your health mm. um we put that off all the time mm. um me personally so it must have been about four years ago now mm. so i suffer from migraines severe migraines because that's the best name the doctors can come up with um and i passed out at work one of the most embarrassing times of my life because it was um, a fishbowl office which basically means everything is glass. Yeah. So the whole entire office saw me. You've actually passed out. Mm, yeah. I to be honest, I just wanted them to leave me alone. I was in the toilet, but I know how to deal with my migraines. I just need dark space, close my eyes. So I went to the toilet and put my coat over me. Like this is how bad I felt. I actually sat on the toilet floor. Mm. Me. Oh wow. I felt terrible. Put my coat over my head, but I didn't realize I was gone for like two hours. Were you inside a cubicle? Yeah. 
Okay. And I locked the door because obviously I was in there and I didn't realise I'd been gone for about two hours because kind of just like zoned out. Are you sure you didn't fall asleep? No, because when they came knocking for me, I wasn't like awake, awake. Okay. Um, so they called the ambulance. But by now I've woken up. I'm like, guys, I'm fine. I don't need the ambulance. They've now called the ambulance. I start hyperventilating, <laughs> having a panic attack. Like a genuine panic because, attack. Like a genuine panic attack. That's the first panic attack I've ever had. And I couldn't breathe. And the woman was like to me, calm down because you're having a panic attack. But all I could think was, if my wig slides off <laughs> in this fishbowl office, no. I will not be coming back. Mm. Like, that's it. Mm. I don't know where my career goes from here because I'm not coming back. <laughs> I can't even. So I was having an actual panic attack. I'm just, hold on. I'm just trying to picture you with a brown teddy coat over your hands. That was exactly the colour of it. Tan. <laughs> it was that tan colour. Yeah, yeah. That one that I wore every day that year, that winter, 100%. From city to grid. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like the cubicles aren't either purple or blue. No, they were like a darkish. Yeah, um, like a dark. Like, you know, that like kind of scent, like city office vibe. Like, quite like yeah. grey. Yeah, greyish, yeah. yeah, dark lights. And you're yeah. sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. So they knock on the door and say, Hi, Vanessa, are you in there? And they couldn't get me. So they called the caretaker to come and open the doors. No. Yeah. Because no. when they were knocking, um, I was out of it. Mm. So they've obviously called the um, ambulance because they've obviously realised you've passed out mm, mm, mm. Um, that means they must have been knocking for a hot minute then. Mm, mm. it's true yeah and someone's probably climbed over looked over and said, no yeah. they had the really tall door so you couldn't even climb over they literally had to they just assumed I was in there because every other door was not locked and okay. I no one was answering Um, so my colleague bless her she came with me to the hospital Um, they carried me out on like a stretcher? No, not the stretcher, the chair. Okay. Um, everyone was watching. I didn't go back for three months. Okay, I know. <laughs> no, no, no. no, don't laugh about it. You were signed off. No, no, yeah, obviously I was signed off. But, like, <laughs> thank God, because the shame. Um, so, okay, so actually where I was going with this story. While I was off, I was chilling in my sofa, and I felt a pain in my leg. And I thought, oh, this is painful. Must have pulled a muscle. Gonna go soon. A day later, it's still there. It's worse. Now, if I had felt that pain while I was at work, I kid you not, I would have ignored it the whole time. Yeah. I went to the doctors and I said, um, oh, yeah, I'm off of migraines at the moment. Um, I feel a pain in my leg. I think I pulled a muscle. My GP said, yeah, you're probably right. You've pulled a muscle. Just go home, stretch it out. So I did that. Pain still there a couple of days later. Feeling even worse. Went to A&E and they basically said to me, if you had come any later, you could have had a stroke because you've actually got a blood clot in your leg. So... Do you know what's funny? It's actually really bad that I make these jokes at you, like about you all the time, with you. <laughs> and now you're saying the story No, again. about it's, me. Don't no, with you. No, no. I'm like, oh yeah, you've got a blood clot in your leg. But I didn't realise... No, I did realise, but actually saying it again, it's just like you actually had a blood clot in your leg. Yeah, I had... Th- I think it was three. Three small blood clots in my leg. Um, and... My GP told me I pulled a muscle. So, did they check? No, she felt it. She didn't do anything. No, she felt it. I said it's hurt. She's like, yes, if it's swollen, you probably pulled a muscle. That was that. I will say though, to be fair, the guy in A and E today, even though I was like, look, I'm going because there's no point me being here. I spoke to my GP. He was just like, no, let me check you out, Mm. and actually gave me a full blown check. So. Not all NHS staff are terrible. No, no, no. I don't (laughs) believe all NHS staff are terrible, but some of them. Honestly, it's best that they're just not working. working. Yeah. 
Um, so migraines, I, blood clot. So yeah, had the migraines, then had the blood clot all at the same time. No, wait, migraine, panic attack, blood clot. Okay. No, let's just, it's real here. Yeah, it's, it's very real. <laughs> um, and so I was on blood thinners for the best part of, I want to say a year. Yeah. Now every time six travel. months. And now every time I travel long haul, um, I take blood thinners. Um and then obviously I recently I broke my leg twice, so again back on the blood thinners. Um so now I take my health a lot more seriously. Mm. Um if there's anything wrong with me, I don't care. Straight I'm taking the time off and I'm going to get checked out. Mm. Um and who knows, maybe I needed that migraine or panic attack at work to kind of realise that because I literally would have ignored the pain in my leg if I was still working. Mm. Um, so I, based on everything I went through, all the treatment I was doing afterwards, I just spent a year being anxious. So this mm. is kind of where the mental health links in mm. because every, I was scared to sleep because it was just like, what, what if it tra- what if I don't wake up because the blood mm. clot travels while I'm sleeping? And I remember my friend um who used to work um within uh, a well she used to work at your aunt's oh, yeah, practice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was just like, They sent you home and you've got a blood clot. Are you crazy? I'm coming I'm coming over to stay the night. And I was just like, No, no, it's fine. And she's like, You can't sleep and I was just like, What? <laughs> like, like she's just like, You can't So bless her, she thought she was helping, but it made me even more anxious. Um and for a whole entire year, I think it was. Mm. Every, every time it'd be like, okay, well, Lord Jesus, just so I hope I'll I make it through. <laughs> like, I hope I'll wake up in the morning. Um, and yeah, that, that's why I just think it's incredibly important that we just pause and just prioritise our health because yeah. anything can happen. And God forbid it does. Who's going to raise our children? Yeah. Like, ultimately, you need your help to be a good parent. Yeah. Um, and also, we need to teach them about good health and maintaining their health, too, mm-hmm. including mental health. Because I find that um, my son has friends who actually suffer with anxiety. Yeah. And um, their, their mum's just... She talks about it on social media and stuff, but she gets them, like, these journals and teaches them to journal and talk about their feelings. That's and good. They do like, I can't remember what it's called, but basically they talk about situations and just talk about what's the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And then say, is it that bad for you to be scared about it or to be frightened? And then just kind of reduces him, his anxiety that way. Yeah. So it's quite good. Come closer to the mic, sis. So oh, you. okay. Sorry. I, I tend to talk really quietly these days. I'm mm-hmm. not sure why. But yeah, um, I'm sh- if you didn't hear that, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I might come back to it next week. Um, yeah. Or should I repeat it? No, you should repeat it. Okay, so um, basically... But in a short though, in case they did hear it. (laughs) In summary, if you're suffering from anxiety, sometimes you could just look at the worst case scenario and then identify whether it's actually that bad and the likelihood of it actually happening. Mm. Um, And then talk yourself into... Or talk yourself down from anxiety, if that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's one coping method. Mm. Um... Not that we're doctors or anything, guys. Like, if you are suffering... This is not advice. Yeah. <laughs> you do need to potentially seek professional advice. Um, but these, I guess, what are some of the things I do? Do you know what? I'm terrible. Mm. I don't deal with any of my mental 
like my anxiety. I'm just like, mm, they'll be over tomorrow. Like, yeah. we'll forget about it and move on. I deal with um, mine though. I do this yeah, smartly. loudly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I talk about my feelings to my friends, and clearly it's not appreciated. No, it's fine. Or listen to. Are you as crazy? I listen to you all the time. So when I said I didn't have a kitchen. No, no, no. That's different. I interpreted what you said uh, wrong because okay. I know that you're a drama queen. Uh huh. Um, See, when I talk about our feelings, I'm a drama queen. That's not you talking about your feelings, though. Oh, my feelings. If you turned and said to me, Vanessa, I'm actually really down because my kitchen is taking longer than I thought and actually there's not one cupboard in, not one wall. Um, <laughs> the only thing I can do is wash my clothes and there's a kitchenette on the top of my stairs. Then I would have understood a lot more. But screaming every minute, don't ask me nothing, I don't have no kitchen. That's not talking about your feelings. But that's how I cope with my anxiety. Don't ask me nothing. Because I ain't got no kitchen. Mm. And I cope by saying, don't ask me nothing, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> like, I just block out everyone and everything. And my friends tend to say, why are you keeping secrets? Or, so oh, you're right, you're so secretive. I'm not. I just find it quite difficult to express my feelings or talk mm. about them. Because I'm just like, I'll deal with it myself. Yeah. Um, Which is probably not the healthiest way. But I'm fine. So clearly, it's not that bad. <laughs> she says, I didn't know that she couldn't sleep at night, by the way. So What, when? When you had the blood clot. I did oh. not know you were up all night, like, oh my god, I can't sleep. Well, okay. <laughs> like, 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 what do you want me to say? Like, I don't know what to say. Um, um, yeah, so. I made it for you. Maybe you should talk to your friends about things sometimes. I do not. I consider getting a therapist, but again, I can just imagine me sitting down and them asking one question and me saying, I'm sorry, what's this got to do with you? Yeah, like, sorry. Why are you being nosy? My job is nosy. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. Can you imagine, Morgan? I went to this therapist and she had the cheek to ask me about my parents. <laughs> like, I just met her today. First of um, all, you don't know my dad? <laughs> <laughs> um, all jokes aside, I've heard that therapy is very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have some friends that are seeing therapists. Mm. Um... And they say it helps. Yeah. So it might be something that I consider um, in the future. Mm. But I'm definitely not ready now. But to be fair, I don't have much to talk about, man. I'm fine. You do. So basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> you do. What do I have to talk about? What do you think I have to I talk about? I don't know what you have to talk about because I'm not inside your head. Exactly. So how can heart. you tell me that I'm lying? But sometimes it's just the little things. Like, I think some of the people that see therapists might deal with, like, major traumatic issues. Mm. And then other people see therapists just like once a week to talk. Yeah, that's true. So if you're using, if you're seeing a therapist, it could be just to say, do you know what really annoyed me? Or just talk about things like that. But again, we're getting into the space of being high performing individuals. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we see things, we don't acknowledge it, but subconsciously we do. Mm. So you, you should go see a therapist. Maybe. Yeah. When I have an issue. Okay. Oh. Oh, I think about going anyway, coping strategies, coping <laughs> methods. One of them is to ignore them. <laughs> no, joking. Um, like, um, no, seriously. I I just think that. You know, even, even COVID, lockdown, I think that's been an eye opener for people in terms of their health, mental and physical health. Um, because, do you know what? Honestly, COVID, I think, took more of a mental toll on a lot of people mm. than a physical one. Because, right, you might have had COVID and been really sick, but. Jesus, everyone been locked in their house. No, but it's it's, it's a circle. Because, for example, if you're locked in your house, you don't get any sunlight or fresh air, you become tired. Mm. And then if you repeat that process, you become a little bit depressed or whatever. Yeah. Or low mood, or experience low mood, and then it spirals out of control. Mm -hmm. Or 
like so for example i find if i exercise in the morning i'm in such like good my, yeah, yeah yeah do you know what good i mean spirits, yeah. good spirits okay. and it just continues throughout my whole day even if i step outside go for like an hour walk which i never do but in covid i did a couple times mm. it's refreshing yeah but again it's just never like a never ending circle mm. so mental health it could have been physical it could have been isolation it could have been anything but it was just the stress of being in a pandemic yeah because and being away from your friends and family yeah um and obviously some people weren't working it was just everything was horrid Mm. um i quite liked it at the beginning because i love my own space i love my place um and i probably was able to cope a lot longer than a lot of people Mm. um but i'd say probably like the last how many lockdowns do we have three yeah i think so So probably for the first two i was just like this is light work so you know i'm enjoying myself but for the third one is when i actually started feeling like no this is getting a bit much now um and even my daughter who doesn't really like leaving the house she likes chilling in her room i think even she started feeling it the last lockdown do you know what i realized that's where i've been privileged right because even in the first lockdown i had was with my parents Mm -hmm. relatively big house Mm -hmm. um loads of people in the house relatively big garden Mm -hmm. so the things that people say they didn't have i basically like outdoor space yeah i had everything right yeah Uh, some days i was even in the garden working Mm. in the sun but i think the first two three weeks of lockdown was the worst for me Mm. because of work i can't i was like i can't work like even if i work from home it's like one day or at a time it's not like every day so when you're telling me to sit in my house and work i was like how Mm. like do you know who i used to think about who i used to um, think, imagine these parents that are on the top of a high rise with like two or three kids all in primary school what, in the like, middle of COVID. I was just there with one child and I was like, oh God, like we need a break from each other. Yeah. And my, like no outdoor space, maybe just a little balcony. Yeah. And all the kids just... Over each other. Over each other. Right. I used to think about those families and I used yeah. to think, do you know what? Let me not complain. <laughs> like, let me really not complain. Yeah, because some people be having it bad. Yeah. Like, and yeah. there's no space to actually work. No space to work or no space to just gather your own thoughts. Yeah. Because everyone's on top of each other. So that's a coping mechanism, journaling, to gather your own thoughts. Vanessa, you could try that. I, do you know what, though? I was a wicked journaler. I have a box of memories mm. and I've got about six diaries. And mm. when I moved, I was reading some of them. I am, I've been funny like for, for time because i was I reading these diaries yeah and i was cussing out one of my uncles um i think i remember this one yeah there. and oh, okay he's not really my uncle um but i um used to just like cuss him all the time for no reason like small things like yeah. you didn't even wash up properly <laughs> like, yeah. like i used to cuss it all the time um he was like my aunt's new partner at the time so yeah my journals were funny but that's coping mechanism. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and now it's there for entertainment. But I tried to get my daughter to journal, but I don't think she's there yet. She prefers drawing. She won't She won't be there for a while. Children are generation one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they... Because they focus on technology. Mm. And they don't even talk to one another. Like, they'll be sitting next to each other, hanging out, but they're all on their phones doing something completely yeah. relevant. It's true. Yeah. I loved a diary back in the day, mm. boy. I still diary. Do you? Mm-hmm. I tr- I did try a couple years ago. That's one there. 
That's my work diary. That's my personal diary. Oh, no, I have a work diary. Mm. But in terms of, like, thoughts and how my day's been, I haven't had one of those for ages. That one. The three things I'm grateful for today. <laughs> Prayer list. And then I pray for my friends. And then sometimes I will talk about my feelings. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. You talk about them everywhere, boy. Yeah, <laughs> like... yep, and still, I'm breaking down because of my kitchen. <laughs> um, to be fair, I, I love when my friends come to me to just, like, express their feelings. Because I'm a really good listener. Really good listener. So I think she would be a good listener, but then also be like, so... Just do it. No, no, no. I'm a very good listener, but when you actually ask for the advice, I tell you the truth, but quite bluntly. Yeah. And what I do is when you're like panicking, I'm basically <laughs> what you told people to do. I tell you to stop, think, is it really that deep? But I just do it verbally. <laughs> yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. You literally told the listeners, like, guys, you know, if you're panicking, stop, think. Or find yourself a friend like Vanessa. There you go. Or you could just journal. Yeah. Or see a therapist. Everyone needs a me. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All my friends come to me. <laughs> don't go to none of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you go to. Who do I go to? I'm not going to say on this podcast. Whisper it. You share your deepest secrets with that person. Good. Well, there's that person too. <laughs> who is it? Do the letter in the, in, in the air. No, because you know what next time. No, I swear down. Who is it? No, it's not, you know. Is it not? Not anymore, no, not really. So who's it changed to? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's no one. I literally talk to myself. That's the first sign of madness, they say. Oh, wait, we're not allowed to say madness anymore. It's not politically correct. Oh, yeah. Well, um, no, it's just because, um, I don't know, I just, I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. I'm working on it. Um, so we did say we was going to quickly touch on sexual health. Mm. Hold on. We actually need to give them some proper coping mechanisms before they go. Well, we did. Let, okay, let's properly list them. Yeah. So we said number one, a, a way is like journaling. Yeah. Number two is finding Mental a friend health, like Vanessa. Yeah. Mental health. You've got like <laughs> journaling, talking therapies. Um, I think also going to see your GP. Going to actually. see your GP, yeah. Um, a GP, because your GP can even refer you for a therapist. And medication like antidepressants if you need to well if you really need to but like i would always say first try not drugs but you know every situation is different um but also stuff of this some of this stuff is like hormonal levels and things like that mm. so sorry you might like be feeling super duper sad but you just need a kick of serotonin so you could go do something you enjoy and then your serotonin levels ride but isn't that isn't that the catch-22 because you might just need something that you can enjoy but it's finding the energy to actually go and do it that's because you're already feeling depressed oh so you find yourself a friend like vanessa (laughs) (laughs) no coping mechanisms friends are one yeah Yeah. social network yeah yeah. your social network your friends your family whoever it is no not instagram real people yeah um i mean don't get me wrong some of the like best friendships started on social media but i'm literally talking like turn into the people that are genuinely there for you. But also, you know that social media is one of the biggest things that cause mental health issues. Yeah, 100%, because it's all this, um, like, false pretense on where yeah. you should be and you spend your whole day comparing yourself to... People who buy... Sorry, people who rent designer bags and say that they hustle all day mm. every day and they don't do anything much and they rent their bags. Whereas us lot out here, 
who are working. I mean, rent your bag if you want to. Just tell the truth when you rent it. Yeah, but we compare... Like, people compare... I say we, not me. People are comparing themselves to people who are fake. We're yeah, not even real. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So... Um, and then when it comes to your physical health, uh, number one, don't ignore the signs. Yeah. You know your body. If something doesn't feel right, go to the doctor. And if you don't know your body, take time to get to know your body. 100%. So, like, if it's just be, I think it's like practicing mindfulness, then you'll be able to understand, like, this is what my body feels like. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, when I'm in a good Yeah, space, when I'm in yeah, a good space. Yeah. This is what, blo- like, this year is when I learned what bloating felt like. I've never been bloated before my whole life. You get bloated? Yes. Yeah, so I, I, like, yeah, I was like, what's this? <laughs> and I just thought I was full up, but... They told me I was bloated, so yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, never never ignoring the signs. Um, we pay taxes, so you can go to your GP as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Don't let no one tell you you've been there too often or you're mm-hmm. booking too many appointments. No, um, go to your GP whenever you feel necessary. Yeah. And I'll just touch upon um private medical. Now, of course, this can be a costly expense, um, and. Last year, I tore my Achilles in March, and then it tore again in October. The reason I can say that my uh, recovery journey is a lot better this time round is because I had private medical. Um, I had I'm having private physio. Um, the first time round that was through the NHS. Now, of course, there was the whole COVID situation, so the NHS had a massive backlog, and things like physio was not on the top of their agenda. Um. But honestly, the physio that I've been having has been a godsend. Um, And if you can, I would always say, look at your options for private medical. Um, Now, I don't pay for it myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Luckily for me, my company provide it as a perk. So if, for example, you are looking for a new job, look at the company's benefits, health benefits, because... I would always say, especially if you've got like two options, a company that are providing things like private medical is definitely, should it should sway you in that direction. Because I don't want to pay £200 a month out of my money if I don't have to. Um, and if you can, that's great. Go ahead, call up tomorrow. Um, I'm current, who am I with again? I'm with Bupa now. Who do you live? Vitality. Your Vitality. Um, um, I just wanted to say as well, actually, I've had private medical insurance for the best part of 10 years mm. with every single one of my jobs. Yeah. Actually, and have you always used it? That's what I was about to say, actually use it. Yeah. <laughs> Today's the first day. Yeah. I've been paying for 10 years for private medical for me and my son. Today's the first time I've used it, but I've actually definitely needed to use it in the past yeah. for myself and I've just ignored the signs. But again, private medical insurance is a privilege. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not something that every employer provides. Um. I think we're in the private sector as well. Yeah, we're in so. private sector. So, like, corporate companies will usually provide it. Obviously, if you work within a public sector company, you won't get that. Um, I'm just saying, if you can, yeah. look at your options for it. Um, because It's definitely something to consider. Yeah, yeah, it is a consideration. Because, like you as well, I didn't even think about going private until my, like, one of the MDs were like, hello, we get we get private medical. Mm. Go and sort out your physio. Yeah. Um, so even my surgery was done by a private doctor. Um, in that particular scenario, it made no difference because the same private doctor I had, he also sees me at the NHS because yeah. <laughs> usually private doctors work within both. 
Yeah. Um, the or, they, or they do some. The top of the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to be honest, though, I'm not going to lie. When you see a doctor in private medical, you feel like, wow, my life is up. <laughs> I walked in, there was no delay. Like, all the people there, designer bags, big yeah. boy cars. I was like, oh, okay. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah, so um, consider it, guys. Definitely consider yeah. it. And remember, guys, we're talking from a place of privilege, so don't think you're failing because you don't have private medical care. The UK has excellent healthcare in comparison to other countries in the world. 100%. So let's just um, utilise that to its fullest extent, especially because we're paying taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sexual health. Yeah. I, all I wanted to say or touch on for that is um, just make sure you're getting yourself checked regularly, guys. Um, yeah. Whether that be going to the clinic or... Um, going online and getting the packs sent to your home um, just make sure you treat that as um, importantly as treat that as importantly is that even grammatically yeah, no, correct treat that importantly, yeah no, but you know what I mean yeah. just make sure you are doing that as often as you're checking for every other non-sexual issue now some um, people are checking more sexual issues than little actually <laughs> that is that is very true um, and if you are well done you yeah um, but yeah, just keep getting checked. Um, and you know what? Even if you're in a relationship or not, it's important to get checked because actually, sorry, did I nearly put your eye out? Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, it's important whether you're in a relationship or not to get checked because um, someone could bring something into your relationship while you're with them, or even before you got together, they've got something dormant, yeah, and they've now shared that with you. So it's important to get yourself checked for all of the sexual. Um, <clears throat> infections because they're not diseases are they it's stis now. yeah infection yeah so all the um infections and um just stay healthy 100 percent. so on that note on that note if you take anything away from this episode it's um talking therapy counseling journaling praying exercise and um, (laughs) that's really thrown me um go and book that appointment that you've been putting off yeah. Um, go and check yourself in the shower tonight, tomorrow morning. Check your children. And it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. You're not okay most of the time. I know, so, genuinely. Yeah. Um, but don't deal with it how we deal with <laughs> each other because it's quite toxic. But do you what... think they think that we are like? Absolutely. I'm laughing at your blood clot. It's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling me dramatic when I share my feelings. Toxic. Oh. It's just the nature of our friendship. We love each other dearly. Yeah. We're like this with all our friends. Our close friends. Well, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, so only... <laughs> well, I only have close friends because I don't like people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> we are supporting <laughs> each other, guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, until next week. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.